Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. It has been 154 days since Tony nominations were announced. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, before we dive into the show, we, as we often do when things get real, real serious out in the real world, we want to talk about something that is not related to theater at all. And we mm. want to add our voices both individually and collectively as Broadway Radio to the calls um, to call the racist attacks that have not only been happening in Atlanta over the past 24 hours, but across the country for the better part of a year plus against Asian and Asian American citizens. Um, that has been overlooked for many reasons um, since a certain former president started blaming the coronavirus mm-hmm. on uh, people that looked a certain way. And um, what has been happening increasingly in this country is terrifying and upsetting and maddening and should be something that everybody discusses and should be at the forefront of everybody's mind. And I know, Ashley, you put together a list of some organizations that are trying to make that possible. Yeah. And I just want to say, I mean, especially I know this happened in Georgia, um, in New York City, which has got such a large Asian population, but also just a place that is, you know, generally regarded as diverse, yeah. melting pot, accepting hate crimes here, are even up, I think, 1500% against Asians and Asian Americans. So this is when we talk about racism, we talk about hate crimes, we usually, especially in the past year, and rightfully so, have been shifting the focus towards black and BIPOC crimes against BIPOC people. Uh, and I just, you know, this is, as you said, something that's been increasing in the past year with the former president making constant, constant lies against Asian people. Um, as you said, I, some organizations that I want to shout out that if you have the resources or even if you want to pledge support in other ways, volunteer, whatever, um, some important organizations. One, I'm sure they need it right now, the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum Atlanta chapter. That's a very big one, as well as the Committee Against Anti-Asian Violence. Some more specific ones, um, Red Canary Song, which organizes with mm-hmm. migrant and Asian sex workers, as well as Butterfly, which is also an Asian and migrant sex worker support network. And especially right now, the Asian Mental Health Collective. I think those are the big ones. I think those are the big ones who need it right now i'm gonna make sure i include all of that in the show notes i at least encourage you to check those out again if you can pledge any kind of resources or support they need it they absolutely need it after wednesday's attacks yeah and you know this dates back even before the coronavirus this is something that we've seen increases in hate crimes against asians and asian americans um i mean i spoke to uh david henry wong last year um about his attack and uh and how he was you know slashed in what appears to be a a random racially motivated uh, attack on the streets of his neighborhood um in new york city so mm-hmm. um if you can as ashley said uh help in whatever way that's possible whether it's financially or with your time effort and uh just and further voice. spreading the word or just further spreading the word on social media uh, i mean that's yeah. 
that's a start. Yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely a start. Yeah. All right. We used our normal Patreon time to talk about that, but I'll just say patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. First up, yesterday, the Roundabout Theater Company announced the creation of a new project called the Refocus Project. This new annual program will be dedicated to elevating rarely produced and formerly I take a little issue with formerly, but the formerly marginalized theatrical voices from communities <laughs> underrepresented or historically overlooked in the American theater, a.k.a. anyone who is not white and predominantly male. The program will begin this year on April 23rd, and this year's focus will be on black playwrights. RTC will work with Black Theater United on a series of readings that will spotlight 20th century black plays and their playwrights, Angelina Weld Grimke, Shirley Graham Dubois, Zora Neale Hurston, Alice Childress, and Sam Art Williams. The plays that will be a part of the reading series in year one are Rachel by Grimke, which was originally written in 1916, and will be directed by Miranda Heyman. That'll be uh, happening on April 23rd. Home by Sam Art Williams, which was written in 1979, will be directed by Kenny Leon, and that will take place on April 30th. I Got a Home by Shirley Graham Dubois from 1939 will be directed by Steve H. Broadnax III. That'll happen on May 7th. And then Spunk by Zora Neale Hurston from 1935 will be directed by Lily Ann Brown. That'll take place on May 14th. And finally, Wine in the Wilderness by Alice Childress from 1969 will be directed by Dominique Ryder and will take place on May 21st. Next year's Refocus Project will focus on Latinx playwrights. In addition to the readings, Roundabout also will be offering historical information, educational tools, panel discussions with artists, and an essay series from RTC playwright-in-residence Dave Harris, as well as a series finale community conversation. Roundabout will also be partnering with the New York Public Library to engage audiences um, about these playwrights and these works at multiple branches across the city. Roundabout also pledges to, quote, work with theater makers and artistic directors nationwide to encourage viewership of the readings and future engagement in the plays with the intended goal of future productions of these works at theaters across the country. This, I think, to me, Ashley, is the biggest and most important part um, of this initiative, which we can talk mm. about here in a second. Um, sure. it, it is worth noting that Alice Childress, who's one of the playwrights involved, um, her play Trouble in Mind will be a part of RTC's next Broadway season, which presumably mm. is 2021-2022, but we'll, we'll hold off on declaring yeah. that for now. Um, you know, I hope that the future of this leads to more actual productions from Roundabout. Um, sure. When I first read it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Then I was like, ah. It's one-time readings, which is still awesome, um, but wish it sure. was more, especially I, I do appreciate all of the other things they're doing around it. But like I said, the fact that they are working with theater companies around the country to get these plays in front of them and to help them with productions, um, I think is a, a thorough and earnest um, attempt to do some good, even if the project, at least on first blush, and again, this is year one, so who knows what it becomes, it does seem sure. a little bit fairly limited. Yeah, we've talked about some of these programs that have been happening across the country again in the past year um, within theater organizations and production companies. And some of them are not quite fleshed out, but you can tell there's at least, as you said, an earnest attempt that they're moving forward with them. I think anyone that's at least pledging, you know, some form of education as far as continuing mm -hmm. to mount I hate calling them diverse works because it should just at this point yeah. it should just be the works that we're putting on but diverse works works by marginalized communities um, 
and marginalized persons is more apt. Um, I think any, but I think any company that's at least pledging to do that and, you know, slow, even if slowly shifting to that direction is a good sign. And I'm, I'm always keeping an eye on the companies that are doing that and saying, here are the resources, here's more tools that you can use. Here are connections that you can make. We will be there to support you to push you forward and do that. Um, but we're making sure that you have those opportunities in front of you first. Yeah. And resources to do it. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ashley, let's take a break real quick and talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. We've been yelling at you, and I'm sorry for the high volume, but we have to make sure you understand (laughs) that Netflix and all of these other streaming services that you are paying for monthly, like I am, are hiding shows and movies from you based solely on where you are in the world. And yet... They still have the nerve to increase the prices on you pretty much once or twice a year. Now, you could just take it and roll over and not have the option to see all of those things. Or you could be smart about it and get your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like I do. Using ExpressVPN, I control what country I want any streaming service to think that I am in. Thus allowing me to see whatever I want. You have the power. Yeah, ExpressVPN <laughs> has over 90 countries to choose from. So if you run out of stuff to watch in one place, switch over to another country to unlock new shows. And the best part is that it's not just Netflix that's taking your money and not giving you everything you need. I don't know if that's the best part, but the best part is that you can use ExpressVPN <laughs> to unlock shows on all those other streaming services. So it can be Netflix, Hulu, one of the literally 8,000 others. ExpressVPN has you covered. Absolutely. I think you're underselling it with 8,000 streaming services. But I know, I know. No matter how many there are, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. Don't forget to use our link so that you can get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Broadway Radio. And once more, ExpressVPN dot com slash Broadway Radio to learn more. Do it. Don't be stupid. Do it. (laughs) Don't be a fool. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news, talking about some theater pieces that are going to end up on screen in the very near future. And who knows? Maybe they will be blocked from whatever country you're in and you will need to use ExpressVPN. Exactly. You can watch it with ExpressVPN. (laughs) Amazing. Um, First, on April 23rd at 9 p.m., I'm guessing check your local listings. PBS's Great Performances will present the National Theater's Romeo and Juliet, starring Josh O'Connor, who is allegedly from the TV show show The Crown, which I stopped watching after season one because it was dreadfully boring. Uh, Correct opinion. (laughs) And Jesse Buckley, who is from, I'm guessing, season four of Fargo, which I have not watched yet. Um, They will be playing the titular R&J. This will be a contemporary telling of the story and was filmed in a completely vacant NT theater, specifically for broadcast. The Shakespeare Theater Company's Simon Godwin will direct while Emily Burns adapts it for the television. And I didn't know anyone else in the cast, but Tamsin Grieg will be playing Lady Capulet. That is enough to turn to tune in uh, on on our own. Um, Anyway, uh, there will be a trailer for this in the show notes if you want to check that out. 
Coming back stateside, it was announced that playwright Lindsay Farentino will adapt her off-Broadway play Amy and the Orphans exclusively for Netflix. The play ran off-Broadway at Roundabout's Laura Pell's Theater in early 2018 and starred Deborah Monk, Vanessa Aspalaga, Mark Blum, Josh McDermott, and Jamie Brewer, who won the 2018 Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Play. I would be shocked if she doesn't reprise her role in this. The story follows estranged siblings Maggie and Jake, who are adults by the time their elderly father dies, but still don't want to deal with adult things. Their biggest worry is determining how to break the news of their father's death to their sister Amy, which was Jamie Brewer's character, a person with Down syndrome who has lived in a state home for years. No casting or timetable for the production has yet been announced, but I love that Netflix is continuing to invest in theatrical content of all kinds. I kind of wish that AEA would get out of the way and just let them film stage production so that I could have my prediction right for this year. But (laughs) I will take film adaptations of plays and musicals any day of the week. For sure. I didn't see this, uh, so I didn't know anything about it before the description. Have you? You've never seen a production of it, have you? I, I did not, but I mean, I know Jamie Brewer. If you watched Glee, she was the oh, um, yeah. the Cheerio with Down syndrome, who uh, Sue Sylvester was very fond yeah. of. Was yeah. it her sister? I don't remember. I can't. Re- I can't Maybe? remember. I, I didn't. Remember wa- I didn't watch the whole show. Only like the first yeah. few seasons. Um, I ducked. I ducked in and out, but um, exactly. But she. That's where I know Jamie Brewer from, from and she was fantastic. Fantastic in that as well. So I I've, hope she reprises her role then. Absolutely. All right. The last bit of news that I wanted to talk about, it was announced earlier this week that just days before the film adaptation of In the Heights is released this June, a new book, In the Heights, colon... Finding Home will be released as Aww. well. Jeremy McCarter, who wrote the Hamilton, teamed with Heights creators Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chiara Alegria Hoodies on the book, and it will take people behind the decades-long creation of the show. Lin said 20 years, which is incredible, but he started it when he was God. in college, and it debuted in 2018 yeah. on Broadway, so that makes sense. Um, it'll uh, provide essays, uh, annotated lyrics to the entire score, newly commissioned portraits, and never seen, um, never, never before seen photos from backstage, the film set, and more. This will be released on June 22nd of this summer. Ashley, I've long talked about my love for In the Heights, so you know I pre-ordered the hell out of this book as soon as I saw Lynn tweet about it. Of course. Uh, I'd kind of like... I know it's only been... 13 years that's the right math uh i kind of like a revival when we get back yeah i mean and it um i mean it ran for a couple years so it's even less than i think it's actually probably like 11 um but we see revivals of certain shows like every three years so why not see yeah exactly I think that Lynn's name will definitely bring people to see this even more than they did originally. I mean, it's a multi-Tony winning show that ran for multiple years. But if you throw this up when it opens and you throw some some big names um, into it as well, perhaps even some of the folks from the film, if that's possible. Apparently, Um, Patrick Page. Yes, Patrick Page is in it. (laughs) Yeah, he tweeted that when it was filming. Okay, I was... uh... Yeah, I don't know if it's a big part, but the latest trailers, which you and Grace talked about, I believe, um, showed that not only is Lynn playing Piragua Guy, which we already knew, um, Chris Jackson's playing the guy in the Mr. Softy truck, so that was very cool as well. And I would not be surprised if there are more um, Heights alums that show up and are sprinkled in throughout Uh, as well. Very most likely. Yeah. But yeah, give us a Heights revival, especially with the movie. Absolutely. Um, be so much buzz between Lynn and the movie. Yeah. Be perfect. And, 
And coming out this year on Netflix, at some point, we don't have a date yet, will be the Lynn-directed Tick, Tick, Boom as well. So yes, indeed. Let, let, let Lynn direct the revival. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, anyway, as, lo- as long as he doesn't play Pure Agla Guy in it, because that wouldn't be good. Anyway. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> no, he's too busy. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, two real quick feel-good recommendations. They are both videos with um, music involved. The first one is a video that combines over 75 Broadway performers and creatives from over 30 Broadway shows. Mm. They are all lip-syncing and or dancing to the Elton John song Still Standing. I was yeah. trying to figure out why... That song, other than the title, I mean, it doesn't have any Broadway connections other than um, Elton's written Elton multiple John. Broadway musicals, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs> that one. Um, I was trying to remember, no, what I mean is I was trying to remember, like, was this in a jukebox musical at some point? But I don't think it has. Mm. Um, anyway, they are all dancing and singing, or some of them are just waking up. It was very cute. Let me run through just a sliver of the folks um, that are involved in this video. <gasps> Angie Shore, Anne Harada, Audra McDonald, Beth Level, um, Bobby Conti, Thornton, Cameron Adams, Corbin Blue, James Monroe, Aglehart, Jay Armstrong, Johnson, Jerry Mitchell, Kara Lindsay, Katrina Link, Kelly Devine, Mark Shaman, Megan Hilty, Michael James, Scott Page Davis, the aforementioned uh, Patrick Page's wife, Ryan Redmond, Timothy Hughes, Todd Bonapane, Will Swinson, and many, many more. So check that out. It was a ton of fun. And I got a little awesome. emotional actually watching these people dance. And what was cool because a lot of them who were in shows at the time of the Broadway shutdown yeah. were dancing outside of the theater. Oh. Uh, so that was very, um, oh. very emotional. Yeah. And then finally, we've got a little clip from um, a virtual production of the last five years that is um, uh, available now running through the 28th of this month from um, uh, oh, I forget the theater company's name, but I'll tell you uh, in a little bit because um, I'm actually going to be reviewing this production um, uh, over the weekend. So I'll have a oh, review nice. for it probably on Monday's episode. But oh, it's th- uh, out of the box. Out of the box. That's right. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nacia Thomas is playing um, uh, Kathy, and we have a little bit of her. I'm a part of that. What's cool about this was is this production was all rehearsed remotely, and it's being yeah. streamed from a New York apartment. Like uh, Kathy and Jamie appear to be in the same apartment together, so I don't know if they live together already, and that's how they were able to kind of work around some of those safety protocols. But um, it is very, very cool. I've talked about the last five years. I love the last five years. I've already watched one or two um, streaming performances of it over this quarantine. Um, But this comes with two black actors, which is something that we don't see nearly enough um, Uh, of this one. So... Anyway, highly recommend that. We will have a link to the trailer and how you can get tickets, and I will be um, viewing it over the weekend, and we'll have a review probably on Monday's episode. Exciting. Yep. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can the peeps find thee? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com to get in on all the Patreon goodness there. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.